Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Disc Big Spoilers. I am Robert, and I'm joined here by Jack and Colin. And today we're going to be talking about that uh, that new sci-fi movie that came out. Not many people have heard of it. Star Wars The Last Jedi. Directed here by Ryan Johnson. Came out December 15th, I believe. I, th- I think the internet's kind of a little mixed about this film is that to say the the least maybe the best way to say it it's very polarizing i'm i'm somewhat surprised by that actually oh yeah really but it is polarizing yeah i don't know where do we where do we start do we just want to discuss the film like well well, first i was very misled because i thought the movie was star wares it was about an intergalactic silverware salesman Mm. but I've been misled. Yeah, no, that's that's your first mistake. This is that old 80s movie with uh, Mr. Skywalker, if uh, that oh. jogs your memory. Oh, yeah, because I couldn't figure out what the fuck a GD was. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I think let's start general overall, like, whether you liked it, whether you hated it, and let's start here with Colin. Um... I You know, I, I'm not, like, the world's biggest Star Wars fan, and... After seeing this movie, I've like ran through it in my head so many times. Like I've sat there and just thought about this movie. I'm like, what do I honest to God think about this movie? And I've just come to the conclusion. I'm just indifferent about it. Like I can't really like I've seen so many different opinions of it online. And there's some, you know, flaws in it that I agree with. There's some good parts that I agree with. But overall, I'm just like, eh, like you know, it was it was it was entertaining. Hit, hit on the nostalgia a little bit, a few parts in the movie, but otherwise, like overall, just pretty meh to me. Let I me guess. ask you: so, who hurt you, and why are you the way you are? Like, because of all the things we talk about, of all the interests we have in common, you know, for you to say, for I'm very surprised to hear that you're not that big a Star Wars fan because I just think there's so it's, much, so much to love to absolutely adore and love and treasure in this series. And I'm just curious, based on things that you like, I would think that Star Wars would fall into that. So what happened to you like as a child? Well, like I said before, first of all, that I was a Lord of the Rings kid. I'm like a fucking diehard Lord of the Rings person. I am too. But I don't know, like it just Star Wars wasn't pushed on me really that hard at all as a kid. You know, I saw all the movies, but it wasn't one of those things where like everyone around me was like, you know, oh yeah, Star Wars, you know. You watch the original the trilogy, or you start when you're saying you watch in the old movies. You talking about like th- 2001 well, I movies? Think, I think I actually the first time I actually ever saw Star Wars was the Phantom Menace in theaters when I was like mm. three. That's but first, I don't even I don't even remember it. That's the first Star Wars thing you ever saw. I th- I'm pretty sure, but I don't even remember it. <sighs> Damn the you, first, George Lucas. L- well, listen, the first thing I consciously remember going out of my way and watching is the original trilogy, and then I saw uh, Revenge of the Sith. Well, I saw Attack of the Clones before I saw Revenge of the Sith, of course. But, um, yeah, I went back and watched the original trilogy. Um, and my grandpa actually had the collector's VHS set that was the yes. the version that's untainted. Like, oh, you know, the unedited dude, version. That's yeah. so coveted. Right. Um, and, like, they're great movies. Like, I, I'm not going to take away anything from that. I just, I, I wasn't, I was never a kid that was heavy into high sci-fi. 
Like I just wasn't that big into it. I was always more of a fantasy kid. And I think that's just the base reason why it never really resonated with me. And it wasn't really until I got into like the Mass Effect f- series that I really got into sci-fi. So not that big into Star Trek either then? Like the classic no, Star Trek No, no, I, I couldn't tell you the... I, I wow. Aside from naming a couple characters, I couldn't tell you a damn thing about when, Star Trek. When I was in middle school, I would watch uh, episodes of The Next Generation on Fox. Like that's what would be on my box TV that weighed 500 pounds while I was going to bed was episodes of... Uh, next generation and syndication so i guess i've always loved star wars but no one really pushed it on me it just kind of i was flipping on cable tv and i and it looked cool and i watched you know on usa network i watched the original uh movies back way back way back you know when i was a youngin so it's just always been something that stuck with me and i hated the pre- the prequels uh episodes one through three those like were like a dagger to me like i just they were not star wars they still aren't star wars and i'm just like Ugh, so that's why I'm so kind of like relieved and refreshed that this new trilogy is coming about. And so my general thoughts on the film, I've seen it twice already and I have movie pass, right? So I don't have to pay for these. So that's why I'm going to, I will probably watch it a third time actually. Wow. Uh, I mean, if it's free, wow. right? Yeah. And I want to see it in theaters, but I came out very like uh, mixed the first time. I was like, oh man, they should have done this. They should have done that. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. You know, and I was, I was kind of like miffed. I was like, oh no, what is happening to Star Wars? I thought this was going to be really good based on how Force Awakens went. And then I thought about it a little bit more and I was just middle of the, gro- middle of the road on it. So I just watched it again today, like an hour before we started recording. And I like the film. Do I love it? No, but it is really unique as a Star Wars film. It's it does a lot of things that I just did not expect whatsoever. And I really think Ryan Johnson, the director, really was attempting to subvert as many expectations that people could possibly had about what this film is going to be and just totally like spin it. Right. Because there's so many like misdirections. If you look at the marketing, if you look at the trailers, there's so many ways that they mess with your expectations the way they build up. uh uh, raise uh, parentage right in the in the force awakens like oh that's gonna be a big deal and like you know spoilers like no you're just actually a nobody you know in the universe and you just have these powers because uh the force needed to balance against kylo ren so that's what you know you just basically won the jedi lottery essentially you know so i am now like do i love the movie i don't know if i love the movie but i am going now from being like disliking it to now i think i like it and now i think i appreciate it a little bit more it's a very complex film uh, and it's incredibly long too. talk about Lord of the Rings. It's almost like three hours long. And yeah. it's I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up too, Colin, because I really feel like Ryan Johnson was going for Lord of the Rings in this film. I think this mm. is the closest to a Lord of the Rings film that Star Wars has ever gotten. And that is very interesting to me in so many ways. Uh, I think the cinematography was beautiful. I think like from a director's perspective, perspective, the camera angles, the the just the way everything was shot like in the battles the the last scene the beginning scene i can think of like three or four like really iconic settings and incredibly beautiful shots just like a, almost like poetic uh method to the way the film was uh filmed and it was shot on film too so that's like uh you know another thing that uh it definitely caught my eye i was i could definitely see the little film grains like in the in the picture and it was it was a beautiful movie to look at so I have no, yeah, a lot of, I won't you know, take, I won't take that, that away at all. Yeah, I definitely it's a pretty movie to look at. And it's it's a lot of eye candy. It really is. Um, I don't know. Like there's there was things that went on in this movie that I was just like kind of eh about. Um, I I mean, the biggest at first, like the biggest what the fuck moment was like 
Leia can fly through space. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So that that was the lamest thing. One of the lamest things I've seen in a very long time. Like I wanted to laugh out loud if I wasn't going to get kicked I out. Was I was laughing. Robert was sitting next to me in the theater, and I was like, what the fuck? Like it for was real? Super lame. No, yeah, I, I was I like, no defense for that. Yeah, and um, and then they're just kind of like killed off Snoke in a really lame way. I'm like, oh, okay. Actually, that was a pretty badass way he died. I mean, it was, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but that doesn't change the fact that we don't know shit about him. That's a huge risk, though. Again, like, I was thinking, like, oh, Snoke is going to be built up, and he's going to be the new emperor of this trilogy. No, he's actually just going to be killed. You know, Kylo Ren's going to take over. Kylo Ren's going to gain power. He's going to be in charge of the First Order now. He controls the army now. You know, they listen to him now, you know what I mean, out of fear. Right. Um, I was really surprised at how much humor was in this film. There was a ton of humor, and it was all mainly pointed at in the expense of Hux, right? The redhead general guy that's always screaming, fire! So that opening scene yeah, where yeah. Like, can, he was... Can you hear me? I can, I can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> that was very funny, but at the same time, I was like, that was a part where I was like, that doesn't really belong in a Star Wars film, coming from like an old school fanboy perspective. Yeah, it was definitely jarring. It felt, like it, a funny. it felt like a Marvel film all right. of a sudden, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, there, are point, there are moments, you know, where this... I would say this is probably one of the funniest Star Wars movies ever to come out with that much kind of humor in it, like peppered throughout, you know? So, you know, for good or for bad, you know, that's, that's kind of the end result. But I almost feel like, Colin, you know, you have brought up how you don't... Or you, you don't like A Force Awakens or the things you... Maybe you do like it, but the things about Force Awakens that miffed you was that it played a little too much close to the chair. It, it played like uh, too much like a remake of episode four, right? You've said that multiple right. times. Like, well, it's too safe. It's too, it's too just predictable. It's a remake. It's like, eh, whatever. It's not, it's, it's a movie that I think doesn't matter or something like that. You said like, it doesn't really make a difference or doesn't matter. Something like you were very different. I don't about know. It. it just wasn't, it just wasn't doing much. I don't know. It, this movie that what I do appreciate about this movie is they do take risks and I'm not even like uh like the whole killing off Snoke thing a lot of people like they a lot of people I've heard say is that like oh you know they killed off Snoke too early um and they you, you know he's we're not going to have a Snoke type figure for the third movie which you know the the uh is it JJ Abrams yeah JJ Abrams going to have to find a way to deal with that which is fine I don't care that they killed him off in this movie it's I'm more miffed about the fact that like we don't know who the fuck he is like we don't know yeah. shit about who he like there was nothing nothing no backstory I, or anything i feel like um a force awakens and we don't have to talk about this movie a lot but i feel like a force awakens was made for the people that loved the early trilogy the first trilogy and then were really disenchant uh disenfranchised with the series when episode one two and three came out and i feel like the role of episode seven was like hey we got you don't worry i mean the very first lines in that film are this will begin to make things right or something to that effect. Like this will set things right. And that's JJ Abrams talking to the audience. Really? You know, it is a character on screen talking, but it's him saying, no, don't worry. We got your back. So that's, you know, that's what I think was the purpose of episode seven. And this one is now like, okay, we got you. You're on the hook. Now let's, let's go on and develop the story. And so I, in a lot of ways, people that complain is like, well, Hey, episode seven is like so predictable. Like, I feel like this movie was a direct response to that. Like you think, you know, what's going to happen, but you know, whether or not you like what happened with Luke's character or you like what happened with Kylo Ren or you like what happened with any of the characters, I will say that I was very, very, very surprised at most of the developments in this film. You know, so so I guess that's like, to me, like why I respect a little bit more because they were able to like keep those secrets, right? And they were able to mm-hmm. take expectations. But a lot of people complain, a lot of the older fanboys 
myself included, complain that like the the way that Luke was depicted. You know, he wasn't really like Obi Wan Kenobi. He wasn't like this sage, you know, gray old Jedi that was going to teach the ways of the Force. He already did that, right, with his with his uh, pupils earlier, and then look how that turned out. So right, of course you know, he's going to be heard about it, and yeah, he's not going to do it be, anymore. Yeah, he's not going to be the new Ben Kenobi slash Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right, which you is know? what everybody wanted. See, that's the problem. People go right. into it with their own expectations. They don't want to just have a new story told to them, I feel like. They want to be like, give me what I want, give me the Luke I want. And, well, and I'm kind of with them there to that point. Like, I was disappointed, like, wait, Luke just tried to kill, like, Kylo Ren, and that's why he turned against him? Like, that's kind of fucked up, right? But in a way... It makes sense when you know about the Skywalker lineage and the bloodline. Like, there's always this darkness there. I mean, his fucking dad is Darth Vader. You know, like there's always yeah. this darkness and the complexity and the midi chlorians. If you have nothing else they, to say, just throw up the word midi chlorians. Right. I think right? they actually officially said like we're not going to fucking bring that bullshit up. You know, anymore. Like in this in, in Star Wars, as long as Kathleen Kennedy has anything to say about that. But uh, where was I? You just totally threw me for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the the Skywalkers, right? Like, yeah, people are upset because Luke is not this virtuous character. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill my pupil now because he's too strong. But it's like that kind of like makes sense when you think about all the struggles his family has, has gone through throughout time. Like they're always struggling between light and dark. You know, he was one of Yoda's worst pupils ever. If you remember watching Empire Strikes Back, he was a big fuck up that whole movie, you know, and Yoda is just sitting there punching him in the head with a cane like you big dummy. Like you're always making mistakes. You're a big stupid man. You know, get better, you know, and uh, so that's why after thinking about it a little more, I'm like, wow, like this movie like really fucking like surprised me in a lot of ways. And maybe I don't necessarily like it wouldn't have been my first pick, but it was unpredictable. And, you know, I, I respect it for that, I guess. Yeah, you I know, mean, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, go ahead, Robert. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you haven't talked in a long time. Hi, Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah you guys really Welcome didn't pass the, the ball. You guys didn't really pass the ball to me at all. But that's fine. Um, no, I think. Because I'm not a big Star Wars fanboy in the first place. I kind of don't give a shit about where the story goes, really. I've seen all the films, but it's never anything that really grasped me. And I kind of commend this film for trying something different, right? Because, like, if I hadn't seen it, I'd be like okay Snoke's probably still alive at the end and yeah and Luke teaches Ray how to use the force and right. now she's really good at using the force and like you know like that's very predictable that's basically what anyone would expect out of the film but instead you have Snoke dying which I can see where people are mad in terms of like but we don't know who he is is he Darth Plagueis I don't know no one knows and I feel like maybe that's going to be explained in like the extended universe books that no one ever reads um, like Captain did you know Phasma's dead? Yeah, did you know Phasma has a book about her? I'm sure she does, dude. She's yeah, a yeah, huge character. She's on the level of Boba Fett, you know. Right. But yeah. now she's gone. Now or is she? We don't. Yeah, she's exactly not. like Boba Fett. Hey, here, look at this really cool look. Ah, oh, no, she's yeah. dead. Oh no. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I, the movie does a lot of things where it's it subverts your expectations, and I think something that I can't decide if I like this or not because part of me is like wow commend them for doing that but also like you just wasted my time that whole thing where what's her face the purple haired lady holdo uh-huh. like she takes over after leia supermans her way back into the uh-huh. into the the ship and she's like i'm taking over now and poe's like okay but what's the plan and she's like fuck you you don't get to know the plan just be a <laughs> grunt and poe's yeah. like uh no thanks i'm gonna get cocky kid and he comes up with his own plan to like you know 
go off and save the day mm-hmm. and like we're all kind of conditioned like oh that cocky that cocky hero who's like a do-gooder and stuff he's of course mm-hmm. gonna succeed because you know every time a hero takes a risk it's gonna work mm-hmm. and it, then it spends like 50 minutes proving you wrong or like mm-hmm. Finn and Rose get captured, but also somehow right. fall in love. And like Poe, yeah. like basically starts a mutiny because you know he, his plan doesn't succeed, but he thinks like uh-huh. Holdo's going to ruin everything. And you know I'm like thinking, oh that's cool. Like for once, being a hot headed, arrogant hero isn't going to save you, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. like the first time in a movie I think that's really ever happened. Interesting. But th- then at the same time, at the end, when Haldo's like, this is my plan. See, it's a good plan. I'm like, then why the fuck didn't you say it in the first place? You know, like no good leader has ever stood up in front of their troops and told them, I have a plan. You don't get to know the plan. Yeah. But do what I tell you to do. Like, But that's how the world works, I guess, in reality, yeah. right? No one yeah. tells anybody I mean, shit. It's a great point. I, I do. And yeah. I, I'm like Robert. Like, I do like the idea of how they flipped the whole trope on its head. And like, actually, Holdo was right the entire time. And fuck that scene where she like suicided, like suicide crashed into that giant uh, starship. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, that yeah. was probably one of the coolest things I've seen in the movie theaters this whole last year was that scene. Yeah, where you that realize was, that she's was going to light speed into a ship. like, And you think to yourself, like, at least I do, right, as a fanboy, like, why do ships never do that? Like, when they know all hope is lost, why has no one ever gone light speed in all these films? And it's never happened before. Why are we? Why is it 2000, almost 18 now? Because no one thought of it, it until now, it's probably. Ba- it was badass, dude. That <laughs> hey, was, guys, was It was awesome. Moment. Guys, this was a long, long time ago. They didn't have advanced combat strats. I guess, man. But yeah. it was it was, it was, was awesome, dude. That was my favorite scene. So that was one of the highlights for me. The final battle was absolutely a highlight. Um, but before the, between, I talk about that, between Ren and Sky uh, and uh, Luke, yeah, let's let's talk about that here in a minute. But before that, I do want to, while it's top of mind, I want to bring up one probably my biggest problem with this movie. And like I said, the first time I saw it, I had a lot of problems with it, and I've since I think like, I know reconciled. what you're going to say. But go ahead. My biggest problem, the absolute biggest problem that I still have with this film after watching it two times is. Is how okay? So why the hell did Ray go down into that hole in that pit and touch that mirror thing? And then she's like in an infinite universe, right? Of rays like everywhere. Like that had nothing to do with anything. We didn't find anything out. We didn't learn anything. We didn't go anywhere. It didn't drive the story at all. That was a waste of time. And then two, I really hated how I don't mind that her parents are nobodies. I don't mind that, but it's the way it was. It was revealed. It was just Kyler Ren saying, hey, I saw this and this is what it is and it's bullshit and you're just nobody now. I just wish it was handled with a little more aplomb. See, I I kind of see those two scenes differently, right? And I I don't like either of them either. But for me, it's like, okay, so you're going to put Ray into this because that whole scene where she goes into the hole and touches the infinity mirror or whatever, that's basically to me saying like, she's got a little bit of dark side in her, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that's, you know, showing that eternal struggle of that star Wars main protagonist who doesn't know whether to join the light or dark side, which to me is like, Oh, she's totally a Skywalker. Like she's totally related in some way to Skywalker. Right. Like that, Mm -hmm. that's just something that I expect. And, and I guess this kind of goes beyond the thing where we're saying like this is it, uh, the movie goes beyond expectations and like turns them on its head. This is the movie, the part of the movie where it kind of gives you this hint where it's like, yeah, she's a character that struggles with light and dark. She really struggles with light and dark. Like, look at this, look at this manifestation of the darkness in her. 
she's totally mm-hmm. like gonna be a skywalker or something mm-hmm. and then kylo's like fuck you you don't know your mom you don't know your dad no one knows your mom and dad they're just junkers and they sold you off because they didn't love you it's like and they're dead and they're buried in the junkyard and yeah, scrapyard and, and i actually like the way it was revealed because i think that's probably mm. the best way to reveal the fact that it's like they're nobodies like why give them uh. any more importance if they're truly nobodies but at the same time why give us that scene where it's like maybe she's dark inside if she's truly no one you know yeah well she's like the ultimate good now i guess right when we get to the end of the movie like she's like the most powerful jedi ever she's doing shit that luke never could do mm-hmm. you know so right. with the rocks and shit but i think maybe we should um kind of move forward in the film a little bit to again that final battle scene right with the with the walkers and with the red sand and the salt and all that what were you guys' thoughts on that scene it was basically a hoth remake it uh cool. it, yeah it, it kind of was it, it looked yeah like robert said it does look cool yeah um i really like this that kind of culminates in some of the my favorite scenes in the film uh where yeah, luke quote unquote comes back and you know says hey to leia i'm sorry and then goes <sighs> out there to face kylo ren which i thought that was fucking Dude, awesome that was a very yeah emotional moment because she's like actually dead like the way he like kissed her on the forehead and stuff i was like man the feels were hitting me hard there yeah that was that was definitely like one of the feeliest parts and then you know where luke faces off against kylo ren i was hoping there was going to be a little bit more of a battle per se but um it was still a really really epic scene nonetheless um and i i mean what else am i missing i'm missing help me out here jack I mean, a Finn almost like kills himself. Kills himself. Oh and yeah, so that, that yeah. That's, that's kind of the thing that I have a problem with the rebels, like in all of Star Wars. Like, like your only offensive is really like being a suicide bomber. Like, are, is it really the time of you know the the political climate to like glorify suicide bombing and dying and just like oh like kamikaze pilots and stuff like that? That's like all anyone does in this film. I mean, that's you why know? the girl who fell in love with him over the course of twelve hours saved him. Yeah, and I didn't really buy that love triangle either because I thought Finn was into Ray, but now Ray's into Kylo, and now this Asian, what's her name? Rose. Rose is into uh, Finn. Like I, it was, I wasn't really buying that. I didn't think they had Ta- any kind of romantic chemistry. Or yeah, like that at speaking all. speaking about that, um, that fucking plot line was garbage between Finn and Rose, where they go to the uh, casino bite. Dude, yeah, I I totally think that could have been cut out of the film. Like, like the whole it was reason, next to next to useless. And I hated Benicio del Toro's character too. I didn't like his stupid stutter. I think it didn't add to the character. I just think it was dumb, yeah. and I didn't like him. So the whole reason, if you think about it, okay, the whole reason that Finn and Rose go to uh, the uh, Snoke ship is because they're going to kill. Uh, the ultimate outcome is they kill Phasma. That's it. That's what actually ends up happening. That's the end of it. Everything else is irrelevant. It, you think it's so important the whole time, you know, and then it ends up being nothing. So, yeah, I totally think they could have just trimmed the film down to two hours and, like, cut that whole, like, line out and had Phasma die, like, a different way. It was just a real long way around, you know, to get to one thing. Yeah, I agree. But to kind of bring it back to, like, that final battle, yeah. I remember when I first saw it and then I, like, first took the time to, like, kind of process it, I thought it was really cool how, like, like for one, Luke wasn't actually there. Like spoilers, that was a projection, right? But yeah, right. like you notice in the choreography, the choreography of the fight, like he doesn't lightsaber clash with Kylo. He just dodges. Yeah. Right. And and like when yeah. I thought back on that, I was like, oh, that's like really clever, right? How like right. there's no way he touched Kylo because he couldn't. 
Yeah, and then another thing that's really clever they do with Luke is if you go back and watch, he also, when he steps on the salt, he does not leave footprints either, which is a really awesome thing, too. Right. Well, yeah, he also somehow has Anakin's lightsaber, which actually was broken in a in the in a previous scene yeah that's what i yeah. wanted really? to say it wasn't right? his own yeah. lightsaber no, no it, it wasn't was... his green saber it was that blue saber that yeah kylo and ray pulled apart using the force right interesting yeah well he so, had to have a bunch of lightsabers around the island right you would think well i mean but that isn't light, but that Jedi exact school. same one though isn't and isn't know. the importance right of the lightsaber is that like the colors are important like i feel like well, star wars has never used that excuse of like well, it's a red lightsaber. Is that Darth? Is that it, Darth Vader's lightsaber? Nah, man. It's just another red one. Like well, you know, guys, they make those all everywhere. I get what you're saying. I get your arguments, but I think it makes total sense because he's mentally projecting. It's not like he's holding a lightsaber sitting there and you know, in in uh, Indian style. Like he's mentally projecting it. So I think that makes sense. So that lightsaber that doesn't really exist in reality exists for him then and there at that moment. You know what I mean? Well, right. But right. what doesn't make sense is Kylo not being <clears throat> tipped off to me like he was part of the reason that the blue lightsaber broke why wouldn't it raise any red flags to him that it's like yeah he's because he was because he was seeing red bro he's at red hot he rage was, dude yeah, yeah. yeah. he was seeing i love red at that point. i love his posture i love his delivery too when he's he's the millennium falcon and he yells and like blow that ship out of the sky like it's just, yeah, like, blow he's that just piece totally, of junk out of the sky he's totally like just yeah. edgelord out and i love his posture when he whips rips out his uh lightsaber he holds it like a, just a madman to his down to his side he's like Rah! and it's just like wow this guy is lost well it. while you're mentioning the, the millennium falcon i'd like to say that i do think the best part of the film is just how much nostalgia there is to it like those moments where you're kind of like <gasps> It's like the old Star Wars films, like that, like for example, the Millennium Falcon coming in to save the day at the last minute, right? That's totally like an Episode Four thing, yeah, right? Yeah, and um, I love that line too that Finn said. He's like, "Yeah, they hate that ship." <laughs> yeah, they fucking hate that. It's like no shit, they do. Um, the scene where Mark Hamill walks in, like, I, I mean, he's projecting, right? But we didn't know that mm-hmm. at the beginning. But yeah. where he walks in with his old Luke Skywalker like haircut, not the long yeah. hair that he's lived with, but with, like the Luke Skywalker right. cut, and I was like, "Wow, that looks." great like that's I didn't know so Jedi, cool yeah i didn't know jedis could even do that really like mentally project themselves I, into well, other planets of, uh, and other solar systems yeah they have there's purists out there star wars purists that had a lot of qualms with that apparently it wasn't really a thing i don't before care. um but i don't know it was it was cool and i think the way that luke went out was relatively appropriate and also speaking on nostalgia the scene where luke goes on to the millennium falcon for the first time in like a bajillion years and then he sees R two D two. I was like, that that was that was yeah. fucking cool. That yeah. was I'm, cool. I'm thinking about like just things I want to just bullet points I want to hit up. So porgs, where are you guys on the porg train? Uh, my um, room they didn't. Is they, full. they used them. They didn't abuse them. My Did room is full. Did someone start the website uh, porg porghub.com yet? No, I'd, okay. I did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> someone get that URL right now if it doesn't exist. But I don't okay, know. I liked them. I liked them a lot too. Yeah, I I got two uh, pint glasses, like light side and dark side, that they were selling at Alamo Draft House. There was a porg one, and I didn't buy it, but maybe I'll go back. How dare we'll you? How dare you not buy the objectively <laughs> best? Yeah, how dare I not spend forty dollars on three uh, pint glasses? <laughs> I mean, you only need to spend a couple dollars on the porg one because that's clearly the right side. <laughs> so, and then no. one thing I wanted to ask you guys about was uh, Yoda. I was completely blindsided and shocked by that. And that was an absolute play to the fans of the original trilogy because they use the actual practical puppet model Yoda, mm-hmm. not the right. bullshit CG one. They use the actual. When I think of Yoda, that's who I think about. And his acting, what he was saying, he was actually kind of funny. He was cracking jokes. Uh, I, 
that part made me like, oh man. And then just sat there, watched the tree burn down. It was uh it was a cool thing, man. I don't know. Would you guys have any reaction to that? Yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. Were you surprised? Yeah, I what well, yeah, I was kind of surprised. Um and it made sense though, right? Because Yoda had to be the voice of reason on whether or not Luke goes on relying on these textbooks, which by the way gets saved by Ray secretly. They kind of yeah, go in one. Is that what you there. saw in the Millennium Falcon too yeah. at the end that she had yeah. the books? Okay, I thought yeah. so. Okay, I didn't I yeah. wasn't sure, but I thought so. Um, because I, I mean, I think obviously she's taking it because she's, I mean, she's going to essentially the only Jedi left and she's going to have to use it to base her teachings off of, I would assume at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really fucking cool scene. And I was like, nostalgia, my feels like, yeah, uh, I, I know. love the, like the religion parallelisms there were like, Yoda's yeah. like, did you actually read the books? And yeah. yeah, yeah. was like, uh, but I mean, they're important, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like they're the page turners. They are not. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, I, something. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, something I do want to kind of hit on on this film is that I walked into this film fully expecting Leia to die in the film just because of you know real that world was circumstances. The one thing I thought was a shoe in going to happen was she was going to die. Yeah, and. <laughs> I mean, like, sure, we do talk about how this film, you know, turns expectations on their head, but I think that's one thing they should have done because I'm sitting here now thinking, one, the way they saved Leia after she got blasted into literal, actual, for real, the vacuum space. That was dumb. Was dumb and not yeah. well done and didn't look great either. No. But Superman. then on t- Have you guys yeah. seen the several memes that came out of that? I'm sure yeah. there was tons of memes. Someone turned it into a shooting star meme on 4chan. Oh, perfect. <laughs> but, but for me, now I'm just left wondering, like, how the fuck are they going to do her in episode nine? Are they just going to like in the opening scroll also Leia died? So they <laughs> already know? said, they already said that they're not going to CG recreate her. Right. Which is like, well, what are you going to do then? We don't know what footage they have left of her. Right. We don't know. Um, so I think that, yeah, that's going to be a, a major, major challenge, right? For obvious reasons. And I was, I'm right there with you too. I was like, well, surely she's going to be dead. It's not going to be a surprise. Uh, so I, I don't know. I have no answers. You know, it's going to be a challenge and it'll be interesting to see what they do to get around that problem. I think what makes me so angry about it is I think that had she died there after the bridge blew up, I feel like that would have been the best way to send her off. Her son is about to kill her just like he did to their father. But instead he's like, no, I can't do it. And then like his follow up, you know, starships fucking blew up the bridge. And I feel like that's kind of a great send off for that character. Oh, right. And, Ak- and Akbar it, and died also, there too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That but sucked. it also for yeah, it damages Kylo Ren's character further, right? Um mm. because like he he actually decided he didn't want it to happen, but it happened anyway. Um I don't know. But I also think that the overall like overarching plot line of like, oh hey, you know, the the ship needs 18 hours and they need to refuel it and it's basically the entire movie for two and a half hours is this ship trying to get refueled i'm like it was episodic and the main takeaway is is like this is like really showing you like hey guys we're gonna have star wars forever now i really feel that way like they're never gonna get rid of they already are talking about the next trilogy there's just always gonna be star wars it's like assassin's creed or some bullshit or call of duty was 10 years ago like it's just gonna happen now it's gonna be a thing the han solo movie comes out pretty soon it's not that long till that comes out and then you know uh we'll have another star wars movie like you know they're all lined up man it's gonna be continuous circle and ray is not going to be in uh she's only signed on for this trilogy so i know she's not going to be in like the second trilogy or anything yeah she might I mean, she might hand it off or something who knows i mean that's part of the reason why i'm willing to bet that they pulled the whole like 
Ray comes from nowhere. She's like a completely random character that the Force asked to join it. Because so they can have other people do that again. Like at the very yeah. last scene, the kid right with the broom using the Force powers to pull the broom to him, looking at the shooting star. Now he you know might be a hero someday. Right, and I feel like that's what future trilogies or future Star Wars movies are going to be like. Oh, look, this is John Johnson, and he's a new Jedi yeah. coming out of nowhere. He's uh, see. And the thing I think I want, I don't want just there to always be Star Wars. Like, that's not what I, I ever asked for. But I, what I was hoping for was a modern trilogy that stood as a great, like, three-piece, you know, happy meal that <laughs> had a beginning and end. And, like, you know, and this was, like, the new generation. This is proper Star Wars for the new generation, you know. So, we'll see. I mean, like, like you said, there's going to be a ton of challenges they have to wrap this up. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I can totally understand, though, how people are polarized by this. And I like the movie. I don't love it. Um, but I like it enough to spend nine hours total in a movie theater watching it, you know, when I see it a third time. So, Yikes. Yeah. Mm. So that's, like, my main takeaway. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I really want to talk about. Uh, I, I'm, not I'm, really. I'm not a big enough Star Wars fanboy to give a shit about picking it apart. So Listen, listen. Meh. You guys you guys are forgetting about the greatest fucking scene in the entire movie. Okay. Che- Chewie eating a uh, pork. That was funny. Well, that and fucking Mark Hamill walking up to that alien and squirting milk out of its nipple and then uh, drinking it. Yeah. I hated yeah. that scene. I was like, why? <laughs> why is this here? Okay, can you guys explain to me what that... Like, that alien's just a giant dildo with nipples and legs, It was right? weird. Yeah, and it was, like, just kind of chilling out there and fucking Luke walks up just... That was a super weird scene. I was, like, was he just trying to like gross out like Ray? Is that what yeah, he's I, I don't to do? know, but he's so just like, yeah, just gonna take him? a like, seat. Yeah, just gonna take a sip of this and the fucking alien just like whatever. Okay. Those Jedi nuns were funny too. Yeah. The caretakers. And oh, I wanted to tell you guys as well. So this is how much I hate humanity. If you're wondering, humanity, if you're listening, this is how much I hate you. So Friday we, we when I'm you. playing Friday when I'm playing HQ in the chat. Friday, the, the day the movie comes out. Uh, I don't think I have to look for Star Wars spoilers when I'm playing my uh, trivia, right? But someone put up 48 hours before I watch the film myself. I've been looking forward to it, you know, as long as everyone else has. Puts up Skywalker Dies, and I read it. Oh. In the chat. And I was like, ah. <laughs> And then I saw it. And I it's mean, not- he does sort die, of, but, but he's, not he's really? going to be there. Yeah, it, it wasn't as heartbreaking as Han Solo's death to me at all you know it's like you're still gonna see luke around you know you're never gonna see han solo around he's not gonna be a ghost but you will see luke you know so i think that he'll make an appearance in last film for sure for sure oh yeah he's definitely gonna be there at at least a little bit maybe not a ton but you know he'll be he'll be there and he even said that's the last words he said to kylo ren right he said see you around kid which i thought was hilarious right very han solo-y before yeah. before we uh, wrap it up here, I just wanted to say that um, the scenes where Luke was actually training uh, Ray were some of my favorite scenes in the whole film. Honestly, um, I thought that was I th- I feel like they should have focused on that that part of the film a little bit more than they it's did. One of the complaints, uh, yeah, the Finn and Rose storyline. Yeah, Absolutely. that's one of the complaints of the film for sure. So yeah, we'll never know, man. This is Ryan Johnson's vision for Star Wars, and I don't know if I want him to handle a whole trilogy, which he is on the slate to do. Right, he's supposed to uh, uh, have that whole trilogy all to himself, man. So I don't know. And there's a lot of, like you said, like mixed reviews out there. So we'll have to see what is going to happen because things can change in Hollywood, you know, at the drop of a hat. So uh, Ryan Johnson, I liked it. I don't know if I loved it. I liked a lot of what you did. I think there's a lot there for old school fans and even fans of the uh, 
the uh, episode one, two, and three trilogy. So, you know, I I would just hope that uh, I wish you luck for the next film. I guess because oh, he's not doing it. J.J. Abrams is taking the helm. So yeah, this is going to be a lot different. Nine. Like this is it's going to be different tonally for sure. I don't know, know, it's going to be crazy to see how much episode nine is different from episode eight, you know? Yeah. Like there are a lot of people suspecting like, oh man, JJ Abrams has a lot to clean up now. And it's like, I don't know. I wonder what he's going to do. Cause you know, for the people who are expecting like Snoke's going to be the next Vader, the next, uh, oh my God, the name escapes me. The guy, I am Tyler the Ren. Senate Palpatine. Oh, Palpatine. You know, like Snoke's going to be the next that, right? And instead, he gets cut down, and Kylo's kind of taking the place. I kind of like that story. I think that's an interesting way to pull it off. Mm. It's just curious to see where things go. Yeah, I can bridge these two people's minds with the Force, but I can't sense this lightsaber an inch away from me turning and trying to kill me. (laughs) I still like that, though, because that was um, a complaint that people had about the first trilogy. Like, the fanboys, again, were like, why doesn't Luke just, like, turn the lightsaber and turn it on and kill Palpatine right then and there? Because Luke's lightsaber was right. It was was echoing that same scene from Empire Strikes Back. So I feel like Ryan maybe heard those complaints like, huh, we can do that. We can do what everyone said. Why doesn't Luke just do that? We're going to do it now. And so don't complain when he's dead now. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, mm. it that was kind of a nod to like some of the complaints of the original trilogy. And I caught that. I see what you do. I see what you do, Ryan. Well, there's also that shaft conveniently placed in the throne room in episode, what, six? So <laughs> where Vader just kind of picks up Palpatine or, uh, <laughs> you know, and just yeah, tosses dude, him they, down the fucking yeah, shaft. We need to get in. There's Yeah, there's a famous Twitter account called HR or uh, Death Star PR. And it's like you need to get like you need to get Death Star uh, human resources out here and like you know put up a safety rail here. A family guy has made a lot of jokes about that kind of. Oh stuff, yeah, so. something something dark side. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's but, it, guys. That was uh, that was Star Wars. You know, this kind of the big last release of the year. So we felt like we wanted to cover it. You know, it'd be weird not covering it. And so since all three of us saw it, we wanted to get this little bonus spoiler cast out right just in time. Yeah, so hope you enjoyed that. Maybe more than you enjoyed the movie if you're a little bit angry about it. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> it's entertaining, uh, guys. It's entertaining film. It is entertaining. It's it a was fun movie to go to the it's a it fun was movie a, to go to the theater and watch, I think. Even if I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I want to I want to see nine. I do. Yeah, no one's suffering through this movie. Come on. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what nine does, right? But I guess until next year for our next tiny disc big spoilers. Right? I mean, who knows what we're going to do it on, but we'll find something to spoil for you guys. So until then, that's been us at the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see y'all next time. May the Force be with you. Live long and pro. Oh, wait. Fuck. Whoa.